0: Thank you happy uh friday and welcome to the throw in here on the tnc sports talk youtube channel uh excited to uh be bringing you the next two hours of the program to wrap up the end of the week yeah that's what i like all right justin here here for the next two hours kicking off we got a pretty impactful episode a pretty busy weekend in the world of sports that is including uh we have AEW on Revolution, the first pay-per-view of twenty uh, twenty-three for AEW, which is live on Saturday. Available on pay-per-view. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm going to watch the pay-per-view, but if anyone, I, I, I'm going to say this: is if anyone is out there going to buy the pay-per-view and going to stream it, and I'm sure someone on TikTok Live is going to probably do just that, then let me know. And uh, definitely would like to give you a shout-out here if you want to provide me any streaming information about that this night. Um, You know, I've told you guys this before, and I think I've talked about it a few times uh, this week. And uh, this is the first pay-per-view, I believe, for AEW. And the importance is, is that as the first pay-per-view of the year in 2023, it is important that AEW sets the standard and the bar. Now, one thing that I like about AEW's pay-per-views are that it's not, um, they're not monthly, right? They They really just set up and they focus on putting the shows on during the week and putting the shows on during, you know, a few times throughout the year over the weekends. And so, you know, you kind of get a good diversity between main event matches during the week and main event matches on pay per view. And this one's going to be set up to be a nice heavy one as we see a longtime rival over the last few months. Actually, a couple of them are going to conclude hopefully uh, this uh, Sunday. And one of them is going to be MJF and Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship inside a Ironman match. So this match here is going to take place within 60 minutes. And for those who have not heard of an Ironman match, I think the rules are very simple. You go on and, um, you know, you have the clock starts when the bell rings. You're going to compete for 60 minutes. If you score a pinfall or submission, a point gets added to your name. And the guy with the most points wins. now, if the at the end of the sixty minutes, if you guys are tied, typically it will go for uh, the winner will go to the current champion. But the other thing is is that a lot of times they go on and say, "Hey, there must be a winner. So it may go an additional five, maybe ten minutes longer after sixty minutes. So we will see MJf and Brian Danielson to go at it. And when you think of this match, and you compare uh, uh, an Iron Man match to Brian, you know Brian Danielson, and you're like, it clicks in, right, just like that. And we, you know, and I'm like, Brian Danielson is a workhorse in professional wrestling. He's able to go toe to toe and go to the level that you need him to go to, night in and night out. So when I look at a 60 man a, a sixty minute Ironman match, I I can easily see Brian Danielson going through the entire sixty minutes and being able to still go longer if needed, and he goes from the when the bell rings and from to the very end. And there's only a few guys on the AEW roster that can potentially that I can be feel confident going sixty minutes and giving me that five star match, and that's Brian Danielson. So I'm going to I guess I kind of wonder how much of um how much are we going to rely on Brian Danielson to carry through this Iron Man match come Sunday. Now, don't get me wrong, I think a lot of people overlook the what MJF is capable of doing inside the ring and he's had some incredible matches over the past few years. What recollecting last year with uh, CM Punk in a dog color match but I think that for MJF an Iron Man match is a little bit different you know Brian Danielson on Wednesday said some very good points and so and he said that listen you haven't really earned this match you haven't really earned the AEW world championship you haven't earned the respect from the fans inside the ring Yes, he could cut the promo, and yes, he's had some great prep matches, but he hasn't really earned anything. And, you know, he goes on and has a couple months of incredible pipe bombs on the mic. He has a couple matches with uh, CM Punk. He goes on a hiatus last year, and then he comes back and then goes on and wins the AEW World Championship, and now we're seeing him have to kind of officially face his first challenge as champion and that's to get through Brian Danielson. Now, I don't know if it's time for Brian Danielson to win a championship uh, right now. And I don't know, you know, but this is really to, I think in bed that MJF is that next guy. And so I want to hear from you. Who do you guys think is going to win this match? I think that Brian Danielson is going to be reluctant to carry this match all the way through. Not decrediting what MJF is capable of putting on, you know, in the ring. But the thing is, is that I also feel that this is a match for MJF where he's going to not. I mean, I I think he knows where he stands. But he's going to have to prove it to Brian Danielson. He's going to have to prove it to. Um. Uh, The AEW fan base. He's gonna have to prove it to Tony Khan if he's looking to continue his this title reign down the road. So he's going to have to really step up his A game. You know, all the talk is is aside. You could talk about the wives. You could talk about uh, a separate. You know, relationship separations. But come Sunday, you know, they try to get you know, you know, take cracks at each other which I don't think really worked as well. Excuse me. You know, I'm perfectly fine up until I get to this program and then I have my allergies start flaring. Anyway, this is going to be a nice match. This is going to be a good match, and I think that there's going to be a lot to come out of this match. Now, earlier this week, I had a segment on bleeding and on professional wrestling Bleeding, And if you guys don't know that, that's uh, either someone has cut themselves prior to the match to uh, reopen the cut later on in the, you know, in the actual match or someone actually takes a razor, it cuts their head open uh, and, you know, AEW is known for bleeding and, and, and I think that's understandable, but so, but I told you guys earlier this week, there is a time and there's a place for it. All right. And I think when it comes down to su- Sunday night, I think there's a couple of storylines that warrants bleeding. One of them is going to be this Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson. Um, a next match that I think I'm really excited to follow along is this rivalry between Adam Page and and John Moxley. You know, both men, um, they go hundred percent. And I really think that they bring the best out of each other uh, in these matches. And so we're going to see a Texas death match, which how can you not have blood? But so there are going to be a few matches that warrants bleeding in in at AEW Revolution. So we'll talk about AEW Revolution. I will give you my predictions uh, today on this program on who I think is going to win, who I think is going to lose um, on these matches, and who I think is important to walk away noticeable out of this pay-per-view. We also have a busy night on SmackDown tonight, as Roman Reigns has himself uh, quite a handful. All right? Not only he has to deal with the turmoil that that lurks within the bloodline, because Jimmy Uso could not get to J last Friday night. He's going to also have to um, watch out because Cody Rose is going to appear tonight on SmackDown and confront Roman Reigns. And on top of that, Roman Reigns has a title defense against Sami Zayn in a rematch from Elimination Chamber taking place tomorrow in Toronto as a final roadblock to WrestleMania. It'll be the final match that Roman Reigns will face up until WrestleMania. And, you know, I think a lot of people... I I think that the story is clear. The story is clear that Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes is WrestleMania 39. But anything is possible in the WWE. And so we could very well see uh, Roman Reigns and... Cody Rhodes or even Sami Zayn, you know, be, you know, somehow beat Roman Reigns. Now it's highly likely, but we can potentially see that. So we'll talk about that in depth, getting you guys ready for SmackDown. <laughs> Excuse me tonight. I got to clear my windows during the break here, so I apologize uh, for the uh, the nostril blowing here um but we'll talk about smackdown uh coming up tonight i will get you guys ready for the weekend in the world of uh, cincinnati sports final games for ncaa basketball before the march madness tournament a couple games going on there uh you know i know it's kind of rainy and gloomy outside and you know man i had to go out to uh get the oil change done on a um i had to go to uh uh, Nissan this morning to get the oil change done because I've been, you know, procrastinating, getting that done time and time again. So I finally was able to get that done and get the oil change done. And then I get the whole list of everything that you have to get done on the vehicle. You know, I was, I was told that the battery failed, that I need to get brake fluid, uh, you know, flushed down, uh, transmissions due, um, and, you know, nothing taken away from, you know, the, uh, service, uh, techs, uh, over there at Nissan, great, you know, a great customer service. Uh, and, um, you know, I've been through it. I used to work for Jiffy Lube as a, as a cell representative, uh, trying to sell, but, you know, I don't go walk into, uh, I don't go walk into a service and, you know, expect to, uh, you know, spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And they, you know, they give me this estimate of, all right, if you got all this stuff done, which we recommend you getting done, it's going to be like seven, eight hundred bucks. And I'm like, I don't have that money to go spend, you know, uh, at least coming into service. So, uh, got my old change, got the tires rotated, going to be looking for, uh, going to take over, look a little, look over the list, see what could potentially wait, see what I need to get done now, um, and start uh, saving up to get that stuff done slowly but surely. So, but, uh, man, things have changed. Uh, I finally got in, got that done. It's been raining all morning long. I don't know if it's raining right now, but it's very gloomy expected, expected to rain a little bit uh, more today. So if you guys are out there and you guys are, uh, experiencing yourself in the rain, please be safe driving. Uh, I can't express enough, you know, you know, went to Walmart, got drenched, had to get a couple of things uh, for dinner tonight. Uh, the rain was just bad. I'll be honest. So uh, go on and uh, uh, beat me. Please be safe on a Friday. Uh want to have a good weekend. Um, And then I'll probably be getting my um, picking up the girls from the bus uh, later on this afternoon. So uh, a nice afternoon time with them. So that's going to be uh, a fun day to kick off the weekend. A lot of sports going on. Like I said, we'll talk about that. So. Uh, Excited to get started on a Friday afternoon. Let's finish up the week uh, with the big. If you guys are watching us over on uh, YouTube, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. Uh, be sure to hit that like, share, and subscribe button for more information. Press down to keep those notifications on and don't miss a single episode. Uh, if you guys are watching us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys uh, think, uh, what you know, about the topics. If there's questions you guys want to ask me, head on over to our YouTube page uh, and uh, leave a comment down below. Definitely find yourself on today's program Uh, Facebook and Twitter, please hit that like button share it with all your friends. And for those who are downloading us and listening to us on our audio platforms, we thank you and welcome you guys to, uh, the throw in here on the TSC sports talk YouTube channel. Uh, and we encourage you guys to check us out live where you guys could interact with all of us. So. Uh, we thank you uh, and welcome you guys aboard. All right, it is a Friday afternoon. It is 1217. Let's go ahead and take our first time out, come back, get you guys ready for the weekend world of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Uh, and the big question coming out of this weekend uh, that I want to ask you and talk to you about is what What do you uh, – excuse me. What will it take for you to fin- uh, to forgive – uh, the Casolinis moving forward into the red season. Is there an answer to that? We'll talk about that here still to come. Uh you guys are listening to the throw-in with Justin. That's me right here on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. <laughs> All righty, welcome back here to 1222, Take Taking you guys up until 2 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. I want to welcome you guys back to the throw-in here on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. I want to go ahead and give you guys, uh, let you guys know a little bit. About this program, and we couldn't have done any of this without the help of Streamyard Studios, which is a um, online um, recording platform for podcasts, videos. You could host, host virtual business meetings and conduct interviews, therefore and so forth. And uh, really love this product; been using it since day one. I want to give a big shout out to Streamyard Studios. Thank you so much for providing an easy platform. Here, where I could share screens, I could play music, I could play videos, have overlays here. And if you guys are new into this, and you guys want to create your own YouTube channel, maybe go live on Facebook or Twitter and chat with people. Post, you know, if you have a business meetings, they got a free version over there at Streamyard.com. So I highly recommend checking that out. Thank you guys over there at Streamyard for making all of this possible. Alrighty. Well, I kind of took during the break, I kind of cleared my nose. So I feel a lot better than the opening segment. Um, And and I absolutely hate it. Like I said, the allergies just really bond bare as soon as I press that record button. And then I I don't have anything. I don't want you to, you know, blow my nose in front of you guys on the camera. I don't want you to have to deal with all that. So uh, it was dreadful getting through that first segment. But um, you know what? You know, we are here. We are ready to go. And counting down the days, you guys, I, let me let me mention this to you guys. It's it's Friday, March 3rd. You got one, two, three, three. that's 20 hours a 1. So and, including today, that's 1, two, three, four, seven, 14, 21, 26, 27, 28, 30, 31. Really? 31 days? I don't know. What am I doing wrong here? All right. Let me get including today. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28 days. I was able to do that. 28 days away from opening day. were between the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And um, I know. The month of March, we kicked off strong on March 1st, and the remainder of March is going to be every single day. I'm going to hound it on you guys. We're getting closer to Reds baseball opening day. And, you know, it's exciting. And, and I, you know, I got to ask, you know, are you guys excited? Are you guys excited for some Reds baseball? I sure hope so. I mean, you know... I know it's, it doesn't look so great out there right now, but I'm hoping that you guys are excited for Reds baseball. And I've told you guys, you know, I've been mentioning the reasons why you should be excited to watch Reds baseball this season. And, you know, the reasons why, you know, we should be able to move on and move past whatever frustration we may have. Now, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think the ultimate question is going to which which is what's being asked around in Cincinnati, you know, all week long. It's what's is it going to take to forgive the Cassellinis, you know. Let's admit, okay. I I, I don't know, you know. The Cassellinis claim that they're in a rebuild mode, and what rebuild mode are you in compared to you know that. I guess my question is, is what type of rebuild mode are you possibly being in if you weren't a champion to begin with? You know what I'm saying? So, they talk about the rebuild mode. All right. So, what are you rebuilding? You're going to get rid of everyone that you had, start from scratch, work down from your minor leagues, bring them up. And... What does that give us? So you know, we gotten rid of since then. I want to. I want to kind of. I have this list right here. Since then, all right, we've gotten rid of guys like Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Eugenio Suarez, Sony Gray, Amir Garrett, Tucker Barnhart, Wade Miley. Shall I continue? Luis Castillo was a part of that plan. And. Some of the guys are actually validated. Some of the guys I see here and say, all right, I, I think, listen, Amir Garrett was one of them. Tucker Barnhart was getting old, although I would like to see him transition. Took, um Tyler Stevenson. Jesse Winker, Nick Cassiano's contract signing. or Suarez, I completely understand. He wasn't performing to his standard. You had to get rid of him. And I talked about this last year. It wasn't about getting rid of, if you got rid of Suarez, you honestly had to get rid of somebody else. Somebody else that was at the plate, at the dish, that just was probably better than Sorare's, and that was Winker. But you got rid of Winker, and you didn't bother making an attempt to re-sign Castellanos. You let him go in free agency. Sony Gray, Raid Miley, yes. I mean, there was no attempt at release re-signing them, although I don't know if you were going to be able to get them at all. So... You know the Reds have already hit this rock bottom, and that was the beginning of 2021. And you know, as a fan, you would you questioned why in the world were we making this transition back when back in 2020 we went to the world's you know went to the wild card uh, series and faced Miami. Although we lost, it built confidence for 2021. We fought until September, and we had our own struggles and. St. Louis went on this 17-game miraculous streak and surpassed us. And we didn't make it into the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, we are now gutting our team in 2022, fluctuated with a whole bunch of injuries to kick off the season because of the CBA agreement, you know, thanks to the Castellinis that didn't want to agree to anything that was being presented which then cost us you know a 3 and 23 start of the season and we barely played 500 oh let's not forget about reminding you guys about what happened on opening day last year for the for the home opener against the guardians where bob castellini came out to the uh, media and said he said told the cincinnati reds fans saying listen i don't care if you like us or not I don't care if you agree with the decisions that we make or not. We're the only professional sports team that you know for baseball that's around, and you're going to come here whether you like it or not and spend give us your money because if you are a baseball fan, that's what you're going to do. You know, I remember the whole controversy. The Florence Yalls were getting a part was being a part of that. I'm like hey, listen, we're down here fifteen minutes down away from you guys. Hop on down here during the season and let's show the Reds that we are also a professional sports team. And then let's not forget about everything that has happened over the last two months with Phil Castellini going to Rosie Red and saying that we are at the bottom of the barrel and we're going to lose before the season even started. We have an absolute 0% chance of making it to the playoffs. Man, it's frustrating. But I like I've told you guys before, how much of it is the players to how much of it is the ownership? You know, Nick Kroll, I'm not going to go blame the general manager, although maybe there are arguments to go blame Nick Kroll. But he's given uh, a, a task, an impossible task to put up these, uh, to get ball players and put together a winning team or try to put together a winning team based off of um, a low budget. And I was looking through an article uh, the other day, or this morning, actually, and I noticed that, you know, you look at the San Diego Padres, why are they so successful right now? They spent over $800 million in revenue. Now, you don't have to be a winning ball club to go spend $800 in, you know, in, in revenue for players, but we're at the bottom of the total totem pole, we haven't spent $400 million. And so Nick Craw is kind of with his hands tied, trying to do what he can do with this organization. And now you get, you know, I don't really want to blame the players. I appreciate that the players, you know, we see the players take accountability for their performances on the field. And yes, last year they did not live up to the standard that they were expected to play at. And players are acknowledging that. Hunter Green, Nick Lodolu, Joey Votto, Tyler Stevenson, injuries provoked a terrible season. But now, you know, how much of it do you blame the Castellinis? And I think that the um the momentum, the motive, um, the atmosphere right now has the life of, you know, going to uh, the Great American Ballpark and watching the Cincinnati Reds play baseball just got sucked out of you because of everything that the Castellanis have came to social media and talked about. You know, the Castellanis didn't even bother going to the Reds' caravan a couple weeks ago. And, I you know, I, I don't know the answers of why. We could only maybe speculate uh, and make assumptions. But it's probably good to say that they probably would have gotten some backlash if they went to Red's Caravan. You know, I want to find a little bit of hope in the ownership of the organization that even though we have to tank, no one's saying that we have to, but we're choosing to tank, we're choosing to take a different direction in the way that we win ball games i hope you know i want to you know there has to be positive feedback from that what do i mean it's it, so it, it's like all right i'm if i'm the castellinis i'm saying listen you know i here's our plan all right, we, we can't afford these guys. These guys are coming up on contract year. We can't keep Jesse Winker. We can't I would have been out and said, hey, listen, you know what? Your Haney Rosario I'm sorry he was a good third baseman, but he, his bat was hurting us. And you know, his playing was hurting us in 2021. And we really want to get improvement and so, you know, it came the cost of Jesse Winker also, but we had to get both of those out of there. You know, I want to hear that, hey, we tried to get Nick Cassiano's back, but his contract was just too much. You know, we wanted to work something out with Luis Castillo, but we believe in these minor league guys. We believe in Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft, that these are the guys are going to come up and shape the Reds organization. It's time for a new look, right? You know, we're going to bring in, you know J- Jake Fraley and Stuart Fairchild and Spencer Steer, they're going to be the next stars of Cincinnati Reds. You know, at the same time, we're, you know, all, you know, listen, and I we're asking you, it's not in the NFL, it's not going to happen overnight, but we're asking you to kind of hang in with us, come out to the ball ballpark, and support what we're trying to do, support these at least support these players who are trying to make it through the big leagues, and we're trying to give you a consistent. Pro, uh, you know, progression out there on the field, right? that That's what I would love to hear the Castellinis come out there and say, but they complete went completely opposite. So my question is to you, what will it take to, to forgive the Castellinis? Now we know one thing, let's be realistic. When they're not selling the team anytime soon. And I don't think M- Rob Manfred is going to force them or the, you know, MLB uh, owners are going to force the Castellinis out of Cincinnati anytime soon. So we're going to have to live with them. So what what will it take? Will a championship be satisfying enough? Will going to the playoffs be satisfying enough? I mean, I think that was one of the big concerns, you know, there was an article that came out on cincinnati.com uh by Jason Williams uh about what what, you know, what will it take? You know, just not not just putting a winning team on the field. You know, you, you want consecutive winning seasons. You know, we did the same thing. You know, we haven't had a winning series in the playoffs since 1995. You know, I, I don't know if it's fair to uh, compare the Reds to the Bengals' ownership, but we did the same exact thing. Um, you know, it took us a Super Bowl to forgive uh, the Bengals owner, Mike Brown. And so, you know, what is it going to take? But, and, you know, we got to remember, this is not the NFL. We're not going to be able to um, make all this happen in one night, right? We're not going to be able to make this all happen in one night. We got to be able to stretch it out over the next three to five years. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were seeing ourselves at this. We're getting compared to the same team that the San Diego Padres were putting out. And it looks like the Padres are a team that's moving up. You know, we're also getting compared to the Chicago White Sox. And they're kind of still lingering around. But we really took a complete 180. And I think, you know, if anything is going to work through for the Castellini's, Moving forward and trying to build that ownership. One, first of all, give us the space. Give us time. Give us the space. Allow us to soak in this new direction for Reds baseball. Give these players the opportunity and don't stick your nose into the players' progression and to the team's progression. Let Nick Nick Krell and let David Bell and let the Cincinnati Reds players of the 40-man roster go out there and do what they need to do, for one. And I don't want to see the Castellinis come out to a media market and, and say anything until they can figure out what they're going to say. Maybe go hire a PR rep and have him write out your script of what you're going to say and how you're going to answer questions because it seems like everything that's coming out as of late has been garbage. What would you I would like to see is also an accountability from the Casolinis. You know, go ahead let's acknowledge the elephant in the room and that is the verbal comfort, you know, verbal communication that the Casolinis have posed upon us which have been negative. You know, give a little bit of hope to the Reds fan base. Give a little bit of hope to, even if you don't believe it, make us believe it. Say it like you do believe it. Give us a little hope that, hey, this this is a progression, you know, that we're looking for on a three to five year span and we're looking to see it through. Even if you go behind closed doors and says, listen, I I don't care about this ball. club. Let's can this for the next decade and collect all the money. Say that behind closed doors. Don't come out here and say it to the fans. Make us believe that you have a game plan for the next three to five years and you're invested into the game plan. And then also, you know, let's get the community, you know, say stuff that you, that wants the community to come back and to watch these ball games. You know, I mean, don't, you know, you want to make people come watch these ball games. No one's going to come, you know, even if you say, you know, I remember, uh, you know, when the Padres were going through their rebuild rebuild mode, you know, Ron Fowler and Peter Seiler, they're all saying, hey, let the Dodgers flood in in San Diego and take over Petco Park, because it's going to be their money that's going to give us a winning team in three to five years down the road. You maybe go out there and say, the you know, Phil Castellini, say that, hey, listen, I want all those Cardinals fans to come to, to Great American Ballpark. I want all those Brewers and Cubs fans to come over and I want them to give us their money, bring on the Yankees fans because then that money is going to turn back around, getting us the ball players that we need to win. Even if that's not true, make us believe it, make us believe uh, that you actually care and start acting like it. So I'm asking you guys, and I want to know what you guys think. What will it take for you to give forgive the Castellinis and move on from um, the 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 two you know this back and forth confrontation that we've had between the ownership of the Reds and the my you know and the fan base. Uh, let's step aside and let's talk about some Cincinnati Reds baseball. They got a three game they got three games coming up this and starting today with the Chicago White Sox. We'll get you all that information, the lineup and more, and a trip around the sports. You guys are listening to The Throne right here on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. 45 here on the program. And uh to see how well we do this on a Friday because it seems to me that the internet's kind of slow because whenever I play my commercial break normally, you know, on Streamyard. This is why Streamyard is so good because when you play your commercial break and let me see If I can go ahead and share my screen. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So let me share with you. There we go. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So I'm going to share with you my screen here. And as you can see, and forget about the stuff right here. Excuse me. But as you can see, Streamyard has, and I'm. I guess we're just going to take a look around Streamyard. So when I log into Streamyard, you have my recording stuff. I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Twitter. I can end the broadcast, and you know I have my color display up here. I could sh- highlight my name, which when I then when I go back to my normal screen, you can see my name down there, at the bottom. Left hand corner. But, um, you know, you can see the where I can share my screen at. And, and this is why I recommend you guys having StreamYard if you guys are looking to do your own. And maybe I got to spend a, a segment just showing you guys StreamYard next week. Uh, but you can display your name, take that off. I'll keep it on there for now. And then you could have your logos. They always have the StreamYard logo. And then you have, I uploaded the TNC Sports Talk logo there. could add the overlay for the screens. streamer. there you go. And then you come down here, you got the pictures that I'm planning, hopefully, showing for you. I could upload later, once later and whatnot. Then we have our videos. And uh, typically how I do this is I'll play a video. It says three minutes. So, like, for example, this one is three minutes, 33 seconds, commercial break. And what ends up happening is that it will actually count to the second. So I could count it. So I could do like five, you know, when it gets down to five seconds, I'll go five, four, three, two, one, switch my page to Epidemic Sound and play my music. But then what ends up happening is that because of the weather is nasty out here and I live out by the bush is that it ends up freezing. And sometimes the music also stops. So um and then i'm like okay what's going on so sometimes i run to my phone go live which is like a seven five seven second delay and there, or sometimes i'm like all right can i hear the music sometimes it will stop counting so i'll try to try to base myself off the music but then if the music stops and i'm like oh no i'm just screwed so sometimes if you see us coming back from break and it come becomes silent for a couple seconds that's just strictly because i can't get to the, I'm trying to time it right, and I'm having complications on my end. I know a lot of people don't know about that, but you know what? If you're looking for StreamYard Studios, that's a good place to go. All right, Um, Cincinnati Reds has themselves a nice pretty big weekend ahead of us of baseball as they get ready to uh, take on the Chicago uh, White Sox. The Reds come into play 2-2 and as the Chicago White Sox are 3-3. and Dylan Cease is on the mound for the White Sox as Luke Weaver will get the nod for the uh for the Reds and um you know hey so far um about a week into spring training handful of games um you know what not too terrible um you I think you have to allow yourself some room and margins for error you know you got a lot of players that are playing different positions um and you got to you got to ask yourself How do you think the Reds are playing this year, right? So, I don't know. Maybe do I have... Yeah, no, I don't have that, which sucks. But, so, how are the Reds playing this year? Well, they're not playing bad, right? They're they're actually... They're not terrible, but you're at... you're, You're really not seeing the actual side of the Reds' roster. Um. You know Jose Barrero is over there at short. You know the competition out there at shortstop. Uh, this spring, uh, we haven't yet seen Joey Votto participate, so we we really don't know the status of Votto. But um, no, they're not doing terrible. And I think when you you know I think that things do get you know slip away, and you see it. With other teams as well. When you get yourself into a, when you guys get yourself into deep into your bullpen and you get yourself deep into your uh, regular lineup, then you, and you're trying to plug in pieces here and there, and you got, you know, you don't have that same lineup every single day. Like, for example, the Padres. You, you know, you're throwing Exander Bogarts, Mano Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, uh, Jake Cronenworth out there almost every single day. But then it's those backup guys. But for those reds, you don't have the same starting lineup that you may see or potentially see for opening day out there right now. So, you know, there's still a lot of plugins here and there that we're trying to. Or that did you know David Bell is trying to figure out pre-opening day. And we still have plenty of baseball in spring training to determine that. But you know, it's I think it's really missee you know, misdirect. You know, there's a lot of misdirection, and it's kind of misceiving when you don't see a consistent you see out of out of your organization. So as we look into today, today's game, like I mentioned, Luke Weaver, right handed pitcher taking on uh um Dylan sees, uh, which also a right-handed pitcher, uh, the game is going to be able will be available audio-wise on WMVP at one thousand AM for the White Sox and WSAI thirteen sixty for the Reds. First pitch is at three oh five at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, and I got that lineup for you for the Cincinnati Reds. We got to see Jonathan India playing first, or batting first, playing second base today. Uh, Tyler Stevenson coming into the game, batting 125. He'll be doing the catching behind the plate. Will Myers out there in right field. He'll be batting third. Jake Fraley batting cleanup. He'll be in left field. Batting fifth is Chad Pender playing first base. The designated hitter, Kirk Casale, he'll be batting sixth. TJ Friedel, he'll be in center field batting seventh. Kevin Newman would play out there at shortstop today. He'll be batting eighth and batting ninth. You're a third baseman. Spencer Steer. Jonathan India, Stephen, Tyler Stevenson, Will Myers is one, two, three, four, five, six is Jake Fraley, Pender, Chad Pender, and Kirk Casale, TJ Friedel, Kevin Newman, and Spencer Steel, Steer, all in that lineup expected today for pitch. First pitch is in about a little over two hours. Now this lineup is subject to change. I want to remind everyone that. So just because it's penciled in right now, uh, does not mean, that is permanent. The Reds are going to go on and have a couple more games this weekend as they uh, will be on the road for Saturday's game, taking on the Kansas City Royals. Expected pitchers for that game will be Connor Overton for the Red Legs, and for the Royals is Jonathan Heasley. And then they'll wrap up a Sunday weekend action in Tempe de Diablo uh, Stadium against the Angels. Luis S. will get the nod for that game. Uh, and we're uh, yet expected to be playing that in the game. Uh, the Angels have yet to put out the pitcher uh, for for Sunday's afternoon game. You know, you know, there is, it's uh, one thing I want to talk about next week. Uh, we'll take a look at how, you know, a couple of things we want to, I guess, talk about and figure out is kind of start, you know, early spring training, um, possible... Reds' possible um, opening day roster. I'm just writing that down myself. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about that uh, coming up at the beginning of the week, and I know we still have long ways of spring training, but I think it's important to start getting a right, an idea of where to plug in these players because, you know, Reds are only going to be as good As these players out there on the field. Regardless of whatever the Castellanis decide to do when it comes down to wheeling and dealing and trading ball players, the Reds are only good. The Castellanis ain't out on the field. And this is where earlier I say that the Reds have needing to take accountability because because they're not on the out on the field is the players that do it and their success is only as good as they play, right? I mean, you can't, you know, you can go, it is the ownership's responsibility to uh, give the general manager the budget for his organization, saying, I want to spend X dollar amount, you got to make it happen with this, this figure. And then it's the general manager to kind of put together a team within that budget that they can bring up now, the owners, you know, now, I mean, yes, the ownership is going to talk, you know, with the general manager about, all right, who would you like to see that we're going out to get right? So Nick crawl is sitting there telling, all right, Phil, Bob, we got X, Y, we got one, two, and three set up. Do you like these guys? Or do you want, do you see someone else coming in? You know, is there someone in the free Asia market you like us to go grab? You know, that basically what Nick Krell is doing. You know, he says, I got these young guys and he, you know, this is what I'm expecting for them this season. Do you agree or no? And the Castellini say, yep, go ahead. Or no, I want them this way. You know, and and then Nick Krell comes back and talks with David Bell. All right, this is what the Castellini's want. All right and then Nick Kral is going to be like all right i got i want i like these guys to come in our ball club these are how much they're asking for castelini can you sign that, those checks like yep nope you know just dis- decision and then they go back down and reconfigure that so but mainly it's is Nick Crawl, right he has the advantage of signing these players uh um bringing them up through the system and then he goes down to David Bell and saying all right, here's what we have to work with who do you like? Who do you don't like? This is where cast. This is where the Castellinis want to bring these people up, or whether you like it or not. So you have to deal with that. You know that, you know situation, and then David Bell sets that lineup. But then the rest of it is all the players, right? So you know if it's how bad Jake Frilly wants to be an everyday left fielder is how much he puts into working, and you know it's being able to play together. Nick Sinzel, It's Joey Votto, Will Myers. So, as much as we want to yet again point fingers to yes, we I think it's fair to say the Castellinis have had a major negative impact on the on the, on the progress that the Reds are making. The Reds are only playing the best baseball that they can be that they have on the field right now, and the only people that can change that is the players, is the Will Myers and the Joey Votto. Because they can easily beat the Padres. Money, you know, money doesn't mean anything. You know, you can have the worst roster. We've seen it. We've seen the Cubs do it. We've seen the Astros do it. We've seen the Guardians do it. It is possible to win a World Series and not have the top players, Not you know, not be the L.A.s and Dodgers and not be the you know, New York Yankees. So, I don't know. I digress. Let me know what you guys think. All right. Hour number two coming up here. Want to transition, get you around the week in a world of sports here in Cincinnati. A couple of final games of NBA uh, NCAA basketball goes on uh, much more still to come. Stick around. You guys are listening to the throw in on the TNC sports talk YouTube channel. Well, time kind of got slipped away with me here. Uh, I want to apologize. Everyone here, welcome back to uh, the throwing. Kind of went a little early for break. Had to use the bathroom. <laughs> now I'm interested. The next break I'm going to go through is see how uh, um how long I, bo- I was away when the camera came back. No, I I got everything set up for hour number uh, two here, and uh, next thing you know, I ended up like I said, I had to go step away, to use the bathroom, and I guess I got lost track of time. So. All right, number two, our number two here on the throne. Welcome back here, everyone. Uh, Justin, uh, take you guys up until two, and uh, we got some uh, nice, uh, interesting sports coming your way here on our number two as we settle things in and get ready for SmackDown AEW Revolution. Uh, but before we do anything, I want to give a big uh, shout-out um, to uh, – I give a big shout out to to a couple of people. First of all, I want to give a big shout out uh, to Trey uh, Chappelle who uh, has been promoting a um, his his uh, play that will get re that will be live on April seventh and April eighth. Okay, um, and so last month in February, we did a rapid set of interviews. It was actually a bunch of recording interviews that I aired on this program. And I did that because they were about to have, um, they were, you know, Terry Chappelle is a writer, a director. Uh, he's been writing plays, uh, quick shorts and he shares with them, shares me, you know, them all the time. And he had this play on called, uh, loves not enough. That was played at the community arts center in Fairfield, Ohio, back in, um, back at the beginning of February. So uh, he came to me, he says, listen, I want a platform to have these actresses and actors and producers to come on and kind of share their experience, their journey, their, uh, what, you know, what they're doing, whether they're new, whether they're young. And we really had a diverse set, of group of men, women, children coming on and sharing their information with us about being on a play right this is a and this you know learning about enlightened i learned a lot about enlightened studios i learned a lot about the uh the cast members and i learned a lot about love's not enough and it was based off of a true story it was revamped from 2019 uh where terry kind of revamped it up added more humor to it and added a little bit more storyline to each character. And so um, that was, I'm interested in talking. I'm working on getting to talk with him. We we were supposed to sit down and talk and do an interview this week, uh, but something came up. And uh, so we're working on something next week. And so I'm excited to talk to him, see how it went. Uh, Apparently it went well because they're asking him to come back on April 7th and 8th and do performances again. So hopefully as we learn more information about that, uh, I could share with you guys, uh, but expect for the month of March to do more interviews of revisiting these cast members uh, based off of, and, and learning a little bit more about them. And this second time around their ultimate goal is, is to get themselves up and going um, on the road and uh, taking this play on the tour. I mean, it really, you know, you're emphasizing this play really emphasized that in relationships, whether that is personal couple relationships, family relationships, friend relationships, that the, you know, the four letter word love is not enough just to keep it going. There's a lot of sacrifices on both ends. There's a lot of um, understanding and patience that you have to uh, teach, learn and teach one another. Um, and, you know, you really get one family. All right? It's one family, maybe a couple friends that have a diversity all around, whether you're in the military, whether you're dealing with uh, maybe abuse or you're dealing with uh, uh, personal health problems that I think everyone can relate to, especially when it comes down to intimacy and to the the deep darkness of relationships that a lot of people avoid talking about and, and avoid facing with each other. So... Um, excited to get him back on our show. Getting him to, t- uh, um, to talk to him about that, and, and I'm excited to see other stuff because I know he's working another plays. Great, great guy, Terry Chapel, the uh, the Second Enlightened Studios. If you guys missed the first section of plays, I highly recommend going out there back for night number two. Another p- set of people I want to uh, give a big shout out to is over there at Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. It's actually been a while. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be, let me go on here and see because it's been a while. And I, I know work has kind of been crazy. And yeah, it's actually been a, over a week since we last heard of the latest episode on Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast where Steve Barber, Dwayne Lynn Davis um come on uh and talk about all wrestling all right um and I know that both of them individually they could go on and they do their own things but when you really want wrestling information and you really want the wrestling information take and opinions off of um just wrestling fans you want the opinions on it you tune in to Armchair Booking. They've been long-life friends for, you know, they've been friends from day one uh, back in high school, and uh, and um, they really uh, have been, they, they've known each other for several years. They've gone off and done their, you know, are living their lives, and they come back on uh, and come back together to talk about the sport that we love talking about, and that's professional wrestling. Uh, Dwayne Davis, D Barber, Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast, they're the ones that, a matter of fact, uh reason why, you know, we haven't talked about them in a while. So I want to give a b- big shout out, big love for, out there for them. Um, and, you know, the s- thing is, is that when we when the TNC Sports Talk first started developing two years ago, we were uh, complexing over, you know, we were, you know, getting to know, we're getting our feet wet in the podcasting we ran into Steve at an at NWF local event, wrestling event. And, you know, from there, we've kind of elaborated. There's been, you know, if I, if I have a wrestling question, if I have a wrestling thought that I want opinion off of someone else to understand besides just my thoughts, because in this world, in this, and especially in the wrestling world, it's always good to have multiple opinions and a different point of view. I go to Steve about it. And sometimes they'll answer questions on the show. I know back when they did the Elimination Chamber preview, um, you know, I was asking a lot of questions and they were answering them. Um, and so they really helped us. You know, Steve Barber's helped us. We've helped them. And, you know, they're great guys. So recommend uh, checking them out. Uh, the latest episode is Why Are We Fans with Jamie and John from the True Crime Podcast and Bless Their Hearts Podcast. Uh, that was about ten days ago. Give them a share and subscribe, please, and listen to them everywhere, uh, everywhere they go. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, uh, definitely you know worth checking them out. So, all right, let's get down to the local world of sports here. Uh, nice, a couple weekend events. Um, Cincinnati Cyclones. They get ready to t- uh, tip off. Well, not tip off, but they get ready to. Uh, square off in two uh, back-to-back games tonight and tomorrow. Tonight, uh, puck drops at 7:30 at Heritage Bank Park, um, Heritage Bank's um, Arena. Excuse me, where uh, the Cyclones will take on the Iowa Highlanders on a mascot pillow giveaway night. Uh, so, if you guys, know, you guys got nothing to do, want to head out to a ball uh, ho- hockey game. Uh, this evening, recommend heading out to the Cyclones game. Uh, great atmosphere, great game. I'm hoping to catch a game before the end of the season. We'll see. Uh, if you guys are looking for, um, then they'll have a, a Cincinnati Hippo Night at, at the Heritage Bank uh, Arena tomorrow night, 7.30, where the Cincinnati Cyclones are going to be facing the Indy Fuels. You know, this is interesting. Heading into this weekend, heading into the first weekend of the month of March, uh, for ECHL hockey, Cincinnati just right behind Toledo Walleye uh, and then Indy Field. So Saturday's game is going to be a big game with Indy Field because it's really temperamental with the division Um, around the league and in ECHL to things to look out for. The Wheeling Nailers uh, will be facing the Indy Fields tonight at 7 p.m. Toledo Walleyes have today off. They'll be facing the uh, um, Iowa Highlanders tomorrow night. Uh, so if you guys are looking to catch a couple of the other games going around, check them out. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats basketball final game of the season as NCAA finishes up their regular season to play, uh, this weekend, uh, Sunday at 2 PM against the SMU Mustangs, Cincinnati coming into the final game, 19 and 11 on the year, uh, 10 and seven, uh, and overall, in the uh, in the conference play, they are fourteen and three at home, looking to make that fifteen and three for the Bearcats. Uh, the Bearcats baseball team hosts uh, begins a uh, double header both Saturday and Sunday as their game was canceled today because of the weather and commence. Uh, they are two and six coming into this um, series with a four game losing streak, first game on Saturday against North Alabama. Uh, will be at high noon and then at 3 30 to the second to the doubleheader on day one. Day two on Sunday, first pitch for against North Alabama will be at 11 a.m. And the second will will be pitch first pitch is at 2:30. Xavier Musketeer basketball final game of the season at home against the Georgia Bulldogs will be tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Xavier goes into gameplay overall 22 and 8, 14 and 5 uh in conference play. They are 14 and 2 at home. Baseball wise for the Musketeers, they're 4 and 5 heading into their three-game series against the UC Santa Barbara on the road. It must be nice to be in California right now. Uh they're on a four-game winning streak. First game's tonight uh, against um, Santa Barbara. Uh Xavier's uh Ethan Bousacker will be scheduled to pitch tonight uh as the uh as the as the, he'll go up against Matt Ager on Saturday. Uh, first pitch 7:05. Brent Al- uh, Alizaris, uh takes on Mike Gutierrez, and then on Sunday at 4:05, the getaway day, uh, it will be Nick Boyle taking on Reed Morning for the uh, for Santa Barbara. The Can- uh, Kentucky Wildcats basketball final game on the road against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Tip off is on Saturday at 2 p.m. Kentucky goes into the season 20 and 10. 11 to 6 in conference on the road. They are 5 and 4. The basketball, Kentucky Wildcats baseball as a host Indiana State, a doubleheader tomorrow due to a rainout. Uh, this at uh, today, uh, the first pitch on the first game is at 1 p.m., and the scheduled second game will be set for 4 p.m. Sunday, they wrap up the three game series against Indiana State at 1 p.m. The Wildcats are currently on a two-game winning streak heading into this series, six and two. That is your trip around the local sports. And you know, listen, you know, you look at you know the basketball, you look at college basketball, and where our local area you know finishes off. You see, um, you see Cincinnati nineteen and eleven, and those are really good numbers. I don't know about you, but when you could see when you could sit a solid, you know, seven eight games above five hundred. Oh those are really good numbers. 22 and 8 outstanding year for Xavier, Kentucky 20 and 10 outstanding, you know, record of the season. Cincinnati, I'm hoping to can that they can get to 20 wins uh, on Sunday. And then you have all your college teams out here locally within arm's, stre- you know, stretch finishing off the season 20, you know, at least 20 plus wins. Now, it looks like, you know, Xavier in in Kentucky is going to be the one heading to the uh, NCAA tournament. But, I mean, I'm excited. You know, at least something's going right here uh, overall. So, uh, that's your trip around local sports. All right, let's step away. Let's come on back. Uh, Let's get you guys ready for SmackDown because a couple of things is expected to happen tonight. Uh, Roman Reigns has his hands full. I'm still a little... At Oz with um Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley being booked for WrestleMania, um, I, I can't seem to wrap my head around it, and I can't seem to find an answer. So, we'll see what we could do talking about that here in a little bit, uh, as we get ready for Raw tonight, and then, then we'll wrap up the show at the bottom of the hour talking about uh the uh AEW uh revolution and that pay per view that's to come. So so much more to come. A heavy pack hour number two. Don't go nowhere. The TNC Sports Talk continues here on the, the throwing continues here on the TNC Sports Talk. Uh, course on YouTube channel. me down tear everything apart I give you all I can but then you go and break my heart Look, this ain't true love boo But this ain't true love this ain't you right here so I'm gonna leave you and be with someone who doesn't care you're running running, running. all righty 121 here on the, the throne welcome back here to the throwing on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel and uh, our number one was given to you by StreamYard.com. Kind of went into a little bit more depth with that. And I want to give you a little bit more in depth into Spreaker from iHeartRadio. If you guys are creating podcasts or YouTube content that you guys could put your audio on, on platforms, check out Spreaker.com. Provides the perfect platform for your podcasting. And I want to go ahead and share with you just like I did for a quick moment that with StreamYard and kind of went through a little bit more. Maybe I also got to start doing this more periodically. Let me share the screen. And I want to share that my StreamYard or Spreaker stream here. There we go. So that really takes a minute. All right, so this is my Spreaker account. I'm not going to get into a detail of my account, but it allows you to create, di- upload different podcasts. So back when we had um, the Jay and Trey podcast last year, I got twelve episodes because we didn't start using Spreaker until about the end of March, Aprilish. So twelve episodes was were were uploaded. And then we have about currently 63 episodes of the throw-in. And right now I have a package plan that allows me up to 500 hours of of uh, content. And then it, right now I'm currently sitting in a little over 100 hours, which that's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so going through Spreaker here, you know, you go on, you click on, um, you know, you sign up. You pay the subscription, and then you come through here, and you can upload all your episodes. You could also monetize and use Ad Exchange, and by entering Ad Exchange, it allows you to earn income on the show, and um, you could use see your statistics. And uh, when you go into your per, if you want to look into your statistics on your personal episodes, you could go down and check your personal episode. So if you guys are looking, and then the distribution can't forget about the distribution. So right now for the throne, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, it's added on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, uh, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Attic, PodChaser. Uh, and uh, like Joe Sal, Joe Salvo. um, can't pronounce that name to save my life. Yeah. So, like I said, if you guys are looking to create your own podcast and you guys want a platform to upload your podcast app, I would highly recommend checking out the check out Spreaker. All right. So, we're getting ourselves ready for SmackDown tonight. Available on Fox. And I told you guys that SmackDown, Roman Reigns has his hands full. And a couple of things are happening on SmackDown tonight that can easily start to become of distraction for Roman Reigns. And the distraction ultimately started back at the Royal Rumble when Cody Rhodes backstabbed the bloodline. I'm going to use that term right now for reference. And this started a turmoil for the bloodline because Jay finally came to his senses and started realizing that Sammy was really the glue to the bloodline all of last year. And, you know... Everything that came down to it, and to Sami Zayn hitting Roman Reigns with that steel chair, was very validated. And now, and over the last month, Jey Uso has kind of been MIA and been very distance from the bloodline. I would even say from J- Sami Zayn. Well, no, right now they're playing it very well. Where. Jey Uso, you really can't read Jey Uso whether he is for Sami Zayn or against Sami Zayn, for the Bloodline or against the Bloodline. Roman, you know, Roman Reigns apparently has been telling Jimmy over the last few weeks, and especially last week on SmackDown, saying, "Hey, here's your final chance. Either get." your brother on the same track and get the bloodline back or I'm going to have to take matters into my personal hand, you know, this Friday. And the whole confrontation last Friday is now lead up to this fr- this Friday night where Roman Reigns has to address the turmoil and the bloodline. And with WrestleMania so close from each other, the bloodline seems so out of sync. You know, so Roman Reigns is going to have to deal with that turmoil. The other thing is, is that earlier on Monday it was announced that Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns will be facing each other once more in Toronto, Canada tomorrow night, for that undisputed a WWE undisputed uh, Universal Championship. And so I'm sure that Roman Reigns in preparation for that match is a little bit more distracted than normal coming into tonight's program, which then, oh, by the way, Cody Rhodes Monday night said, hey, let's one. Listen, I'm going to show up on SmackDown, and I'm going to confront the tribal chief himself. And this will be pretty much the first time that both Cody and Roman has confronted each other, been in the ring with each other face-to-face since, you know, for the first time in WWE. At least for the first time since Cody Rhodes' return and Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. Now, coming to the match tomorrow night in Toronto for this title, I don't think Sammy has anything to lose. And so I think, you know, and... You know, I could sit here and say I'm 90% c- certain that Roman Reigns will go on and win, but, you know, there's that, what, 5% chance that Sami Zayn could walk away going to WrestleMania to face Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And I'm not putting it past anyone to doing that. I'm not putting it past Sami Zayn. Because he has nothing to lose. His objective on SmackDown right now, just like it's Kevin Owens' objective on Raw, is to dismantle the bloodline. And right now, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Now, as I mentioned to you guys, we are on the road to WrestleMania. We got a few weeks left. Limited amount of programs and shows left for us. but if the WrestleMania leads to a Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, I think there's a big, um, I think we should expect something catastrophic to happen tomorrow night. Along with maybe Jay, if he's capable of being in Toronto, which I know at Elimination Chamber, a lot of fans were kind of surprised to see the Usos because I know, you know, and I and I think, and I took this away from uh, Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast with the preview elimination chamber that, you know, Canada is very strict about any charges, you know, allowing people to be in, you know, be in their country. And, you know, you heard stuff about, you know, this one-time uh, can we, you know, get this authorization one time, blah, blah, blah stuff. And it still would be important tomorrow night in Toronto if the Usos, if they're still planning on this tag team match, if the Usos get involved, and I think you would have to somewhat see something from Jay Uso on finally determining where does he stand, whether that is helping um Sami Zayn win and be the new you know, person that that's going you know, to be the new champion heading to WrestleMania, or if that's helping the Roman Wayne, Reigns win. And I think we could very well see that tomorrow night. But Roman Reigns has his hands pretty full. And, uh, you know, it's not just Roman Reigns. It's Charlotte Flair. And it's Charlotte Flair, not because of because Rhea Ripley tonight is expected to be in action. You know, the fraction that doesn't have a lot of turmoil going on and that is probably more prepared for WrestleMania than anyone else is the judgment day. As Rhea Ripley schedules to have a, a match tonight on SmackDown. And we should see. Dominic Mysterio back again and earlier this week I kind of presented this notion that you know even though the bloodline is the face of Wrestlemania this year I think you're seeing excuse me you're seeing um um, thing it you're seeing Judgment Day having their WrestleMania moment, and they're shining right now. At least three of four of the of the members are shining. And I was reading an article this week, and, and I think it was Finn Balor who was saying, "You know, listen, I'm in communication with every member. We're always recruiting. We're always planning ahead. We're always seeing what's next for us." And you know, I'm starting to favor the Judgment Day because I strongly feel that. 2023 is going to be their big year. Rhea Ripley will go on and win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Finn Balor possibly could retire Edge. Dominic will finally get his one on one match with Rey Mysterio, which I think would be important for Dominic to win the match um, or at least continue that feud even longer. Now, I don't know how long uh, Roman Reigns or not Roman Reigns, but Rey Mysterio is planning on wrestling with Dominic, but that is clearly is an option. Um, the only person I haven't, I don't see a role in at WrestleMania is Damian Priest. Now I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, and I want to confirm with you guys, and I should have, uh, uh, I have a picture here that can confirm um, what I'm looking for because we will see. Um, let me see if I can find it. Gunther will have they announced this. Let me. Nope. Uh, nope. No. Come on. There we go. Is that Gunther on March twelfth, which is. I thought this date was a little weird. March twelfth would be Sunday. All right, March twelfth, there will be a WWE announced a huge twenty man battle royal on March twelfth at Madison Square Garden to determine Gunther's opponent for the Intercontinental Championship on uh, on the road to WrestleMania. So although we're seeing a exciting um, title match tomorrow night in Toronto, we're seeing a battle royal on next Sunday and there's a couple of favors and we'll talk about it next week more into it. But Damian priest is one of those guys on the list. So I guess I beg to differ to see if Gunther is Damian priest will get that opportunity. And what does that mean? Is that there is plenty of men, uh, on, in the, on the roster. That has not been given an opportunity, then I don't, you know, do, do they deserve an opportunity? You know, I was looking at this list and, and I guess here's the ultimate question. I understand that SmackDown, that Triple H, there was a report that was, uh, there was an uh, article that came out saying that Triple H wasn't a, one um, is smaller match cards. So that you can emphasize the actual matches and it's not going to take you six, seven hours to watch a program. And I'm okay. That's that's fine. But then we don't see right now we we don't have Braun Strowman, we don't have Drew McIntyre, we don't have Eric, we don't have Ivar, we don't have Karrion Cross, no Kofi Kingston, no Xavier Woods, you know, um no ricochet santos escobar no no sheamus and right now no solo sekoa on booked for wrestlemania now if someone knows please let me know because i don't don't think that they're bringing it back and they haven't talked about it but the andre the giant memorial battle royal could we see that return for wrestlemania as maybe a kickoff show of course possibly Mm -hmm. i don't know um But it gets me a little concerned, worried. Anyways, a big night on SmackDown tonight. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, You think about this. I'm just looking at my calendar, right? We, you know, just like baseball is 28 days away, 28, 29, 30 days away from WrestleMania night one. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shows away from WrestleMania. Besides tomorrow's Toronto show, and the twelfth uh, in um, at Madison Square Garden. All right, so, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten shows total between now and WrestleMania that will determine match cards. We know how big Monday Night Raw is going to be this week because we're supposed to hear hopefully from Edge if he's going to accept Finn Balor's challenge. We're supposed to hear from John Cena and hopefully get the John Cena and Austin theory. Rival going for WrestleMania. We're also supposed to, I believe, um, see what's next for Becky Lynch, Lita. And also supposed to hear from Logan Paul, who is supposed to go face-to-face with Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw. So that's going to be a big show. The SmackDown is leading up to a big show. And, and, you know, listen, whatever the match card is, because I saw uh, another picture here to share, to see um, that uh, right now, With the matches confirmed, we have Roman and Cody, uh, Rhea and Charlotte, Bianca and Asuka, and right now, Omos and Brock. Now, we're still expected to see Bobby and Bray, uh, Logan and uh, Seth, Finn and Edge, Cena and Theory, Ray and Dom. And if all those plan out, that's a total of nine single matches, but there are still matches yet to come. So we're starting to shape it up a little bit, but we got to confirm matches and tables start hitting uh, real quick. All right, let's go ahead and take our last time out, head to the bottom of the hour and uh, get you guys ready for AEW um, revolution this week. And you guys are listening to the throwing on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. It's it's with you. Alrighty, what's going on? Last episode, bottom of the hour, 143 on the throw-in. Welcome back. Let's finish up a strong show. And this is what I hate about the... Weather when out here is that when the weather is bad, the internet's bad, and sometimes when you're trying to do things on a laptop and you're trying to get multiple screens going, it has a shortage outage, where you kind of get stuck in between. So you know when we dealt with, um, you know, it's frustrating. Um, I'm you know I have an older laptop, but at the same time, um, it's it's very slow. And I just don't know how to get it better. I'm thinking about getting another laptop just so I could do multiple things on that one. And that way I could just work it on the stream part right here and then the notes right here. But I mean laptops are a couple hundred bucks. We'll see. Maybe I'll save up for one. If you guys want to pie, buy me one. <laughs> I'll take that. You know, during the break I was also watching um the part where I came back and it wasn't too long. But, uh, you know, like I had to go to the bathroom and, you know, all that fun stuff. So um, uh, it's kind of embarrassing a little bit. <laughs> when Normally I try to time it just right, but I was trying to get all ready. All right. Uh, last uh, big shout out of the day, Epidemic Sound. Discover your world-class artists, composers, and bands. Find the perfect soundtrack and give your social media accounts the music they deserve. Epidemic Sound is a royalty-free music link on line. Um, and if you guys are looking to add some music to your content, check out EpidemicSound.com for your You're the Only One for Me by Gloria Tells, available now on EpidemicSound.com. Kind of get you the vibrant of the day and everything that is going on. Last segment of the day, ready to kick off the weekend a little early. We'll come back and, you know, starting to take notes, the things that, we probably haven't gotten a chance to talk about uh, this week because of you know just spending a lot of time on certain subjects and things. I want to kind of get into uh, during the um, during next week is I mean obviously you still have WWE uh, a lot of still talk about on the road to WrestleMania, which cover the Cincinnati sports and uh and uh, cover the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, there's a couple questions coming out of um you know, the quarterback situation that we started trying, that wanted to get to yesterday and we didn't get to yesterday. Um, And, um, you know, that's coming out of San Francisco, Chicago, Miami. And now even today, I read an article this morning while I was waiting to get my car serviced, and they were talking about, Daniel Jones wanting a larger contract, thinking that he's worth more than 45 million dollars for the New York Giants. Um, and I think that's a liable question is he worth the money that is being presented? And, um, that's uh something to talk about next week. Um, you know, so uh, there's a couple of WWE questions out there. Um, a car article coming from uh, Brock Lesnar, more WrestleMania stories to come. Um, And and I think the big one we want to start paying attention to, if I don't hear it this weekend, I I am a little concerned, you know, is there going to be a Hall of Fame uh, ceremony this year for WrestleMania? And if so, who's going to be a part of it? Because WWE has yet to announce anybody for this year's class of 2023. So I'm a little quite uh, concerned about that. So uh, SmackDown's going to be on tonight. Check that out, 8 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, we see some things coming out of uh, with, um, you know, with uh, Cody Rose face to face with Roman Reigns, which is going to be a big night as well. Rhea Ripley in action, and then don't forget right afterwards on TNT is uh, Rampage, uh, which is uh, going to also be a nice big match uh, night. Uh, the final stop before AEW um, Revolution. Let me I guess. Let me get that. Uh, there we go. I tested up here. Um, AEW Revolution, kind of want to finishing off the uh, uh, the the show and the program of the week because we don't really talk right now a lot about AEW, and this is kind of the first pay-per-view of the 2023 year, we're going to see a couple of title defenses up on the line right now. Uh, four matches is scheduled for this. Uh, I believe four matches. Nope. Ooh. So we have, um, here we go. Let me see. AEW Revolution 2023. All right, there we go. I got the right one. I uh just had the history of AEW Revolution. Uh, AEW Revolution, first pay-per-view of the year. We will see Sunday, March 5th of 2023 in San Francisco, California at the Chase Center. Uh, And uh, a couple of big storylines coming your way. We currently have eight matches uh, set and scheduled. For this pay-per-view, which is gonna be, I think it's an, it's the nice-filled one. We're seeing a little bit of everything, uh, especially the main event: uh, MJF versus Brian Danielson in a 60-man Ironman match for the AEW World Championship. And I've I've told you this; it's kind of my favorite uh, match of the night, other than maybe John Moxley taking on Hangman Adam Page. But I'm gonna start down. Um, I don't have the, I don't, you know, I'm going to start down at bottom, you know, at the number eight spot and kind of give you my opinion on these matches, uh, as they come through. And that's one that was, I think kind of settled in on, on Wednesday. And that was Christian Cage versus the jungle boy, Jack Perry in a no holds barred match. Now, um, taking my thoughts on this match, just real quickly. Um, Christian was, this view has been going dated back to when Luchasaurus uh, left Jungle Boy uh, and the Tag Team um, Division, and this really ended up hurting. I thought this was going to really hurt uh, Jungle Boy's career uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, he was he's paired up with uh, Hook now, and they've kind of been uh, nice, and you know, they've been ha- holding a, a steady path. Um, but it seems like every time Jungle Boy tries to really push them himself uh, to move forward and move beyond past and move forward with the future he always gets stopped by christian now you know coming up this match here on uh sunday christian Cage taking on the jungle boy uh i th- really think jack perry is destined to win this match um hopefully uh it's a clean match i could see interference uh being involved but i think more so goes for the jungle boy to finally get his revenge on christian Cage. give me jack uh Jack Perry, uh, A.K.A. the Jungle Boy, over Christian Cage. All right, coming in here for the AEW World Trios Championship match, uh, the Elite with the team of Kenny Omega, Max Jackson, Nick Jackson, taking on the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. And let me tell you something about this match. I uh, not. I just found out that these two men were gonna, these six men will, will feet meet meet each other finally. Um, and you know the elites has some pretty decent matches and some good feuds, uh, with with AEW talent, but nothing compared to the House of Black. And I think if this is anything at all, what is expected to be, uh, I think this is probably probably one of your top three matches of the match card uh, in this uh, in, at this pay per view. So uh, I'm gonna keep on. I think it's time, in my opinion, personal opinion. To move those titles along, I know we were lighted on the, the elite for quite some time to carry these uh trio championships. Uh, but I think the house of black is time to put some gold on them. Give me the house of black, uh, winning over this match. Coming in at number six here on uh, at Revolution this Sunday night is the three-ray match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Jamie Hader coming in as champion, taking on Soraya and Ruby Soho, you know. This is Soraya's second title or second match in AEW. And it's already a championship match. Now, we know that Soraya is a destined champion, of course. Soraya is also a good talent, and they're going to utilize her and have her in selective matches. Ruby Soho, on the other hand, I think has been really... um, is a really talented female athlete. I think she's undercredited and she's worked extremely hard to get to where she's at, but I don't see the title being taken off of Jamie Hader anytime soon. I don't, you know, I would say that putting the title on Soraya, I think she needs a few more matches and I think she needs to get built up a little bit more before she actually becomes champion and Ruby Soho. If they haven't given her the title spot already, then I honestly think that right now, Jamie Hader. I think what needs to happen is Ruby Soho and Jamie Hayter need to go one-on-one. And this could potentially lead, I could see this potentially lead to something at St. Patrick's Day Slam this month. Although I don't know if they're going to have a title match or not, but I could see it happening. Give me Jamie Hayter. And on the other thing is that I don't see uh, Soraya getting pinned at all during this match either. All right, coming at number five is Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Probably um, where it's just a typical singles match where the Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. Um, you know, I, I think... Um, I was just looking at this when I was giving you guys my top 10 earlier this week. Chris Jericho at 53, and it just still surprises me that he's just... He's keeping it up with these guys, and he's really develop developing these guys. Um, you know, I let me... Chris Jericho always finds a way to get up and get beyond this match. And I think uh Chris Jericho will find a way to pick up a victory. Coming in at number four a, for the in another singles match for the AEW TNT Championship. Samoa and Joe taking on Wardlow. I give you my thoughts earlier this week. And I think that it's I think it's clear. I think AEW is kind of headed backwards right now with the TNT Championship. And and I really don't know why. Is it because they're trying to wait their time. But Warlow and Samoan Joe, I be, I think, it's still so fresh in our mind last summer and last fall that seeing Samoan Joe and Warlow this time and just in this typical singles match, um, doesn't really spark my attention. I think Ruby um I think Ruby is gonna be uh or that's Ruby, excuse me. Um I think uh, Samoan Joe's gonna walk away with this one, um, but you know he he's gonna also have a distraction because Powerhouse Hobbs is also looking for some gold on his other end. Coming in at number three, probably the second match in rankings out of this uh, pay per view is gonna be John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page, in a Texas Death Match. Now we talked about seeing blood. All right. You know you're going to see blood We know this is going to be physical These are two men that give you a 100% all the way Through and, and there's No doubt about it this has gotten Personal It's who's the best of the best No one's really beaten each other Clearly it's always been about Passing out uh, no one's submitted No one's been pinned uh, come Sunday someone I think needs To get pinned once and for all I think honestly as much as Adam Page will need this match both men will definitely bring the best out of each other, but John Moxley walks away as champion. Coming in at number two is the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Championship match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. When Orange Cassidy and Don Hansen found their way into the Battle Royale uh, uh, on Wednesday, they will now be facing the guns, Austin Gunn and Colton DeGuns, taking on the acclaimed. The acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Casser taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now I am a fan of the underdog tremendously. I will love to see Orange Cassidy, Dan Hansen, win some tag team action. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, another big fan favorite, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, will love to see titles on them. Uh, they've been, they've come and been a long way in the wrestling world. To see them on AEW World Tag Team Champions will be incredible. I think, but I really ultimately think it's about it's really extending. This um this feud between the guns and the acclaimed um and possibly you're gonna see a title retain here. Give me the uh the guns on this one. MJF and Brian Danielson is the main event. Uh, sixty minute sixty minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. Now I mentioned this to you before, and how I think you know we know Brian Danielson could go the distance, and the question is. Is that, can MJF go the distance? And like I said, at the end of the day, it's at the end of the 60 minutes, it's about who has the most wins. And, you know, I think MJF is going to throw everything he has in the book. But what I really would like to see this match is Brian Daniels made something very importantly clear. Is that MJF has not earned his match earned his AEW world championship physically inside that ring. And I think Sunday when, because I think MJF is going to win, but I think he's not going to win without earning that championship match. So after if revolution is over with, I think we should be looking at a at MJF and another point of view and not saying that he is not a good wrestler inside the ring. He's a phenomenal wrestler inside the ring, but. You know, he's been, I think everyone has allowed him to slip away with just being able to cut promos and being able to kind of run away from his actions, which is a good heel move. But at the same time, you know, I got to sit there and say that, you know, he's not going to be able to run nowhere on Sunday. So that is my prediction for AEW Revolution. We will come back on Monday we got a lot of sports around the world this weekend. We'll come back Monday. Whole fresh start. Brand new week. And man, I enjoyed this past week. And for everyone out there right now in the rain, in the, you know, the ugly cloud outside, please be safe. And until next week, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Signing off. Justin here with the throwing on the TNC Sports Talk YouTube channel. We'll be